0: my name is Emily Hines and I attend Houston City Council meetings and I take notes and then I share them with you. Today's notes are from the council meeting on February 8th, 2023. First up, the mayor's report. The grand opening of the Land Bridge and Prairie Project at Memorial Park is this weekend. Saturday is the biggest picnic in Texas. They are expecting to have over 20,000 people there and I'm just wondering where they are all going to park. The next gun buyback event is February 18th at Doosan Park in Northeast Harris County starting at 8 o'clock in the morning. This event is put on by Harris County Commissioners Ellis and uh, Sheriff Gonzalez in partnership with the city. People can bring in guns and receive gift cards from $50 to $200. No ghost guns allowed. Mayor Turner gave an update on the discovery of burial remains in the Lockwood Esplanade that runs through Evergreen Cemetery in District B. Evergreen Cemetery was founded in 1890 by freed slaves and is the final resting place for Buffalo soldiers, World War I veterans, and many others. In the 1940s and the 1960s, the city built and then expanded Lockwood to run through Evergreen Cemetery, agreeing to relocate bodies to new resting places on either side of the road. While working to expand the university line this year, Metro discovered the remains of 33 bodies still in the Esplanade during their archeological surveys. Work has stopped, and the city is working with Metro, Project Respect, Councilmember Jackson, and others to respectfully relocate these people. Mayor Turner stressed that this is a city responsibility and we need to go above and beyond to honor those who are buried there. Turner remarked on the history of infrastructure cutting through communities of color, destroying ways of life, and disrupting historical significance. He said, quote, we have an opportunity to step up, end quote. A report from the Major Cities Chiefs Association, that's police chiefs, says Houston has seen a major decrease in violent crime. Turner said it's difficult to overcome the perception that crime is increasing because of media reporting and personal experience, but overall violent crime in Houston is decreasing. He called on everyone to make a collective effort to maintain the trend because even one homicide is too many. Remarking on the Grammys, Mayor Turner said Houston showed up. He especially noted Beyonce, who now holds the record for the most Grammys ever. Lyle Lovett, Toby Wigway Robert Glasper, and when it came time to mention Lizzo, he said, it's about damn time. Parks and Rec has already begun the lifeguard search. Some of the city pools were closed last summer due to lack of lifeguards. So let's help everyone beat that heat this summer and get the word out about the need for lifeguards. There's a $500 incentive on top of hourly pay. You can call 832-396-7129 for lifeguard info. The 2024 National College Football Championship will be in Houston. Mayor Turner said, quote, I won't be mayor at the time, but it came under my watch, end quote. The budget process has begun and I am sweating because I feel like it just ended. The city is transitioning to what they call outcome based budgeting. So I'm looking forward to finding out what that means. Mayor Turner sent strategic guidance to all departments, which includes the top five priorities, and they are sound financial governance, public safety, complete communities, service and infrastructure, and a resilient Houston. Let the games begin. Moving on to some agenda items. Item 5 approved $1.6 million for books and audio-visual materials for the Kendall Library, replacing one's damaged during Hurricane Harvey, paid for by insurance. Item 8 approved $216,000 for some big trucks like forklifts and pickers for Houston Public Works. Councilmember Abby Kamen of District C highlighted that several of these vehicles are electric, and she cheered fleet management for making that possible. Item 9 approved $160,000 for a scientific spectrometer. Connor has an editor's note. This is something that helps you detect physical characteristics within the substance. For example, this is what rural police departments wish they had in order to detect THC and determine if something is hemp or marijuana. Item 13 approved $49,000 for a land survey for the new Northwest Regional Library. Item 16 approved an almost $2 million grant of TERS money to the Houston Community Land Trust for the, quote, continuing operation, management, and other activities related to the provision of affordable housing through the Home Buyer Choice Program, end quote. If you don't know what the land trust is, I really recommend reading about it. Item 18 approved a $15 million loan to help fund a new 135-unit affordable housing apartment complex for the houston area women's center in district d it will serve as a refuge for approximately 360 survivors fleeing domestic and sexual violence it's designed to keep these individuals safe and supported until their security emotional and financial needs are stabilized and permanent housing has been secured the facility will also include children's services like daycare after school care violence prevention programs and education three representatives were present and received recognition from councilmembers Kamen, Carolyn Evans-Shabaz of District D, and Mayor Turner. Item 28 approved $10.5 million to partially fund the rehab of Plum Creek in District I, and that's in partnership with Harris County Flood Control District, which will pay the rest of the cost. Councilmember Robert Gallegos, who represents District I, called this a crucial drainage project. Item 29 approved an advance funding agreement with TxDOT for the North Canal High Flow Diversion Channel which aims to improve flooding along White Oak and Buffalo Bios north of downtown. Councilmember Carlos Cisneros of District H said this is moving forward in part thanks to negotiations with TxDOT on the I-45 expansion project and that she enthusiastically supports it. Let's focus a bit on item 21 or as I like to call it the solid waste saga. Item 21 approved an $8 million three-year contract with an outside vendor to assist with heavy trash and junk waste removal paid for by ARPA funding. A lengthy discussion on our troubled solid waste situation ensued. Mayor Turner hopes this will relieve some of the pressure solid waste has been under. He emphasized individual responsibility and said we all need to do our part and dispose of waste properly. He encouraged us to snitch on people we see illegally dumping. He complained that people are dumping in the same repeat spots, quote, as if they have some concierge service, end quote, which made me laugh out loud because that is literally what the Solid Waste Department is. We pay taxes and fees so that our trash gets picked up at the curb and we don't have to take it anywhere. Councilmember at large Michael Kubosh referenced a state fund that pays people to turn in tires. And Mayor Turner says the state hasn't allocated that money and is instead just sitting on it. Councilmember Ed Pollard of District J wants to put more cameras near dumping hotspots and put culprits on blast. Mayor Turner said they are finalizing a contract for citywide cameras now. Councilmember Cisneros wants all cameras at illegal dump sites to have infrared technology so they can see at night because those images stand up in court. Mayor Turner is working on a comprehensive trash plan similar to One Safe Houston. I personally hope it's called One Clean Houston. Councilmember Gallegos asked to use ARPA funding to build more city depositories to make it easier for us to get rid of our waste and to expand the already existing ones. Mayor Turner said he is willing to dedicate ARPA funding to this. This is not the first time Gallegos has asked for this and it's not the first time Mayor Turner has said he is open to it. So we'll see, budget season is on the way. Councilmember at large Sally Alcorn asked for a report on total annual spending on solid waste, including these outside vendors, so that we can appropriately budget for next year. And I wrote thank you in my notes, and yes, it was in all caps. Councilmember at large Letitia Plummer wants us to look at why people are dumping. Again, thank you. She said it feels like the current situation is a hamster wheel and said we should ask dumpers why they are doing it so we can address those issues. Mayor Turner responded with some reasons why he thinks people illegally dump. Number one, to cut costs. Number two, because it's easy. Number three, because they think they won't get caught. And number four, because they don't value the community. He noted that most dumping happens in under-resourced communities and said that the city has historically participated in devaluing these communities. He said, quote, as my mom would say, we need to reverse that curse and people don't trash where they live. Councilmember Plummer pushed back on this individual responsibility and advocated for addressing root causes of the problem. Councilmember Martha Castex Tatum of District K suggested we need to hold contractors and landscapers accountable by asking them what their plan is ahead of time. Councilmember Cisneros has noticed the areas around city depositories become dump sites because people get there and the lines are too long or they are unexpectedly closed. Mayor Turner concluded the conversation by saying they are seeking ideas on how to tackle the problem. He encouraged businesses to keep their areas litter-free, and he's looking forward to One Clean Houston, which is the unofficial name that I made up. Finally, the council member pop-off. Council Tiffany Thomas of District F congratulated Houston artists at the Grammys. She plugged the Reading with a Rapper literacy program. She complained about homeless encampments on the west side and asked for help. West Houston Assistance Ministry is low on supplies, and she suggested thinking of them when you're donating items. Councilmember Plummer highlighted terrible conditions at Timber Ridge Apartments exacerbated by fire last week. She advocated, again, for a robust apartment inspection reform ordinance with enforceable penalties, and she asked for help. Mayor Turner referred her to the apartment strike force team, which she has already made use of. Plummer said, quote, the only time that something happens is when something happens, end quote. And that's a perfect summary for just so much. Timber Ridge Apartments were in the news last summer when the strike force was formed. Here's a quote from Mayor Turner around that time on the 30-day warning period for complexes under violation. This is a quote, that 30 days goes out the window and we will go straight to the courthouse, end quote. That was seven months ago. Councilmember Amy Peck of District A criticized the lack of communication from the city after a water main leak caused many District A residents to lose water early this week. She advocated for Alert Houston to be used in cases like these. Councilmember Tarsha Jackson of District B went to Meow Wolf in Las Vegas last week and looks forward to Meow Wolf in District B coming soon, especially the jobs, opportunities for local artists, and family fun Meow Wolf will provide. There is a Be Successful Jobs initiative event this Saturday at the Acres Homes Multiservice Center. Lots of businesses will be on hand to hire on the spot. Councilmember Kamen highlighted two gender issues, an HISD rule that requires athletes to submit information on their menstrual cycles, and a Fifth Circuit ruling that prohibits courts from removing firearms from people who have a restraining order against them in a domestic violence situation, which she called insane. Councilmember Pollard asked for the public to engage with some transit projects in District J. There's a Bissonette redevelopment, the Harwin Reconstruction, and the Metro-Gulfton Corridor. And that's it. That was the meeting. Thank you to all of our Patreon supporters, and we have one new one, Yui Iwase. Thank you so much. The Patreon is patreon.com emilytakesnotes. And if you too think this is a project with supporting, we would really appreciate it. I want to thank ACLU Texas and Houston In Action for their support and uh, Tecolotl, who does the Spanish translations. You can find resources for this episode in the show notes. This podcast has music by Joe Wozni and it was produced by Connor Clifton. And that's it for this week. I'm Emily Hines and I thank you for listening.